Welcome into Ram Showcase, Rams fans. I am your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Ram Showcase, what is OBJ going to do? We'll talk about it. Plus, is pressure building for wide receiver Tutu Atwell? We will find out. And later, preseason is finally upon us. We'll take some time to check out some of the position battles that are going to be extremely important as we watch these next three games. Before we hop into the news, make sure you follow the Ram Showcase and myself on all your favorite social media outlets. That would be at Ram showcase or at sheriff joe bags for myself let's go ahead and start with the news wide receiver odell beckham jr what the heck is he about to do we really have no idea he does still remain a free agent at this time but there's some social media posts that are coming out that are kind of uh shifting the narrative of where he potentially will land there's some recent rumors uh that say that the buffalo bills are heavy in the conversation Uh, with Odell Beckham Jr., but you still can't count out teams like the LA Rams, who are absolutely still in that conversation, the Indianapolis Colts, who have been mentioned here and there, and also the Green Bay Packers, who I don't think will make a move for Odell Beckham Jr., but they could absolutely use the wide receiver help, and he would make them better at that position immediately, uh, of course, once he does get back from that ACL. So from the Rams' perspective... I absolutely want Odell Beckham Jr. back. The Rams are a better football team when Odell Beckham Jr. was on the football field this last season. Uh, We saw that throughout the Super Bowl before uh, that ACL tear happened. But uh, yeah, so ultimately, I do want him back in L.A. And I will absolutely celebrate if he does get back to L.A. Um, But... I don't want to pretend like our chances of winning another Super Bowl uh, hinge on Odell Beckham Jr.'s decision. If OBJ decides that he wants to play for a different team, this Rams team is still very, very talented and absolutely good enough to get it done again. If he does choose the Rams, like I said, I absolutely will celebrate that. But it's our entire hopes of this season do not hinge on Odell Beckham Jr. So as much as I do want him back, ultimately, I'm getting a little bit, I guess, exhausted of the speculation. It's a Will is what's he gonna do? Is he gonna go? Oh, he's going back to the. Oh, wait, maybe there's another team that's in the mix. And I'm just kind of getting it's a little exhausting now. So now I'm just kind of like, okay, let's let's just see where he goes. Like, let's just make a decision. OBJ, we're in August now. We've been having this conversation for months. Uh, maybe it's time to uh, start maybe making a decision. I know that the that I talked about it. Uh, right after the Super Bowl of it, it, there's no reason to rush Odell Beckham Jr. for his decision. There's no reason to rush him. Uh, but now we've we've officially started the preseason and now it's like, OK, well, let's let's at least get him get him into the building, whether that's with us or whether that's with somebody else. I think ultimately when he does return from that ACL tear, it'll just be better if he has a team, in my opinion, uh, before we get actually into the regular season. So hopefully we hear a decision soon. Um, but um, that's that's ultimately the the summary of it. Is I would absolutely love Od- Odell Beckham Jr. back. Our Super Bowl hopes do not hinge on Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, ultimately, uh, it's it, it's I think it's just time to make a decision. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. The Rams did release their unofficial depth chart, the first one of the season, which is always an exciting time. There's a few milestones that get me really excited for uh, for the return of football. Uh, once we start seeing those those training camp videos the questions and then putting and stuff like that that's like a a sign to me that we are right around the corner and this is actually one of my favorite times of the year the build-up is awesome every team's got a chance right now everybody's zero and zero and everybody's excited uh the the reports i mean of course there are some more reports this year out of different teams that are saying like hey maybe this offense is not looking good uh new england patriots is one of those examples stuff like that but 
This is a time for hope. This is a time for excitement. And uh, we get the unofficial depth chart. This is just another milestone that I absolutely love to talk about. So some notes that I saw on this uh, that I wanted to bring up were uh, Ben Skoranek is right now, uh, he's listed as a, a starter. So, uh, of course, Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup are on that list as well as starters. But Ben Skoranek, Benny Sko, uh, sitting there on a, at a starter spot actually kind of jumped out to me and uh, a little bit of a surprise. But also, he was a, a pretty important piece of this Rams offense as uh, we were in the postseason last year and uh ultimately i just i we have to see his drops uh dwindle we we can't have that that many drops anymore uh definitely dropped some touchdowns more than one i want to say it was three that i remember of in the end zone uh and he just didn't get it and then of course that super bowl one um after you know the the refs missed the 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 call on jalen ramsey getting pulled to the ground and then the Bengals score a touchdown right away. And then we come out on offense, the Rams do, and uh, right away Ben Skoranek makes a terrible attempt at a catch and props it, props the ball right into uh, the chest of a Cincinnati Bengals player. At that point, it was like, okay, we're losing all of our mom- momentum here. And a big part of that was Ben Skoranek because we can blame refs all we want to. We love to do that, of course, but refs are going to make mistakes. They're humans, and ultimately they have, they have no dogs in the fight, so they're going to miss stuff, and, and it, it sucks. Uh, we'll get some calls that Ben benefit us, i.e. 2018 NFC Championship game, or we'll get calls like that in the Super Bowl where they just missed it. So it happens for us. It happens against us. Uh, it's just what's going to happen. But that Ben Skoranek play, that is something that the Rams can control. And Ben Skoranek has to be able to make that catch. Running back one, RB1 says Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson. And RB2 is left open. I found this really interesting. That uh, kind of jumped out to me. I, In my opinion, I would say Cam Akers is the clear number one over Hendo. I don't dislike Hendo by any means, uh, but in my opinion, Cam Akers is just a, a lot better than uh, Daryl Henderson is. And it's not intended to be a shot at, uh, at Hendo at all. And of course, I mean, he does deserve his his uh, credit uh, for what he was able to do on the Rams offense last year. In a Super Bowl season, he had to start uh, most of the games for the for the Rams. Of course, he did have help with uh, Sony Michelle coming over as well. Currently, Coleman Shelton is uh, listed as the starter over Logan Bruss at right guard. So this is going to be something to keep an eye on. Of course, Logan Bruss, uh, immediately following the draft, he was talked about as being a clear-cut starter, uh, or at least... A a very strong candidate for the right guard starting position uh, after some some shuffling uh, on the roster this offseason. But Coleman Shelton, who is listed as a center in some websites, uh, he's just an interior offensive lineman. Uh, but Coleman Shelton right now, he has a very real chance to be that starter come week one, and it's currently being reflected already on the unofficial depth chart. Another situation like the running back, strong safety says Taylor Rapp or Jordan Fuller. And then uh, strong safe two is uh, is lift, is listed open right now. It's completely blank. So uh, I was a little bit surprised at this, and I think that ultimately it's it's got to be because of the Jordan Fuller injury from last year. And uh, I've heard no reports on if he's still really struggling with this. It, everything seems to be like he's doing fine. Uh, but I would say that Jordan Fuller is much better than Taylor Rapp. But at the same time, uh, we got to see uh, Taylor Rapp appears to be, uh, and there's there's two different kinds of, of players, uh, players who tend to get better or worse as the season goes on, or players who, when they enter a season as a certain player, that's just who they are. Jared Goff is 
is a good example of of that where you know let's say 2016 of course that was rookie season under Jeff Fisher it's hard to look at that one and take it serious at all but he was terrible that year and he did not get better uh, in those seven starts that he had uh, from the Dolphins game on and then the next year 2017 it's like okay we we might we might have a guy and then 2018 we know he did incredible 2019 though he went into that season and all year just kind of looked like he just wasn't the same guy and then of course we now know what happened uh Rams ship him off to Detroit we now have Matthew Stafford but there's also other players um I would say let me, let me try to think of a good example. Cooper Cup is a great example of this. Over the maybe like the 2019, 20, and, and 21 seasons, he was not the same player week one as he was at the end of the season. And I think that that's a big credit to him as a as a person. And I'm not, that's not intended to be a shot at Jared Goff, but it is rather interesting to me that... Uh, that certain players kind of enter the season and that's just who they are that year um, so I would say that that is something that Taylor Rapp has been uh, has has shown me at least uh, and I really hope that we do see more progression from him I just expected him to be further along by this time in his career um, punter is currently Riley Dixon that is expected nothing too crazy there but punt returner and kick returner listed as Powell so uh, this I mean to me, this isn't super telling, and it doesn't tell us a whole lot about what the Rams uh, are potentially doing here. But I would say that uh, it does potentially look that like Tutu Atwell could be getting more focus on the offense rather than kicker turner, where we could see Powell uh, take over those spots. Let's get into some transactions real fast. Uh, the Rams did activate wide receiver Warren Jackson and running back Kyron Williams off the physically unable to perform list. And the Rams did waive tight end Kyle Markway. He's kind of bounced on and off of this roster. Uh, for a little bit of time now. Uh, Real fast, before we move on, just wanted to give a quick program note. Uh, for myself, uh, first of all, I did not mention the fact last week that I had a mustache. Kind of, kind of blew that off entirely. Um, it, is, it is here. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to stay. And I say we very loosely because I am one person. But uh, I would say um, that with the the mullet and mustache combination that I've been rocking recently, uh, I don't know how long this era is going to last. But you know what? I'm kind of here for it. So we'll see what happens uh, as we steer into that skit. Also, I uh, wanted to mention mainly. I uh, wanted to mention uh, fan quesos. I have gotten some questions about fan quesos and what is going on with that. What I can tell you right now is that uh, Fan Quesos is going to break into a live stream uh, that will begin on Mondays uh, once we get closer to the season. I was going to start this upcoming Monday, which is, was that the 18th, I believe? Uh, but I was actually, I scored some concert tickets from my job, so I am, I'm not going to start this Monday unless we do something early, but I'll announce that on social media on Sunday if that is, if that is going to be the, the course there. So I don't think that's the 18th actually. What day is it? I have no idea. Let me look. This is great, great content right now. It's the 15th. I was close. That's close enough. Um, so that, that's, that potentially could be the start of, of the live stream. And basically what that's going to essentially be is just a small update. Uh, any last minute stuff that uh, we potentially have, that will be uh, something that we kind of address as the season goes on. Uh, but ultimately, that will be where fan quesos are. They were just taking up too much time of the actual podcast itself. So if you would like to participate in fan quesos, uh, I am expecting to do that live stream on Facebook as well as YouTube. It's not going to be a pay to play kind of thing. I will answer your questions without it being a super chat. Um, So that's just kind of where we're at with that. All right. We'll uh, in a second here, uh, we'll hop into part two. Uh, We got some questions about Tutu Out. I have a lot of questions about Tutu Out. Well, and the vibes are very different depending on who you ask. Is he going to be absolutely incredible this year? Is he going to be absolute trash? Um, So I'll kind of talk about it from my perspective. That's coming up next. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's go ahead and get into part two. All right. Rams wide receiver Tutu Atwell going into his second season in the NFL did not complete his full first season as he dealt with an injury uh, that he suffered uh, about midway through, maybe a little bit before midway through. So wide receiver Tutu Atwell has not yet shown uh, flashes on an actual NFL field. Um, he's getting a lot of hype right now in training camp, uh, not only from from coaches, but from teammates and also from people that are attending the training camps, which are now closed. Uh, we don't have any other uh, training camps that will be open to the public. Uh, he is also taken to Twitter to address the haters and I don't I don't think that I'm in this group it's very possible but I also know and understand that I my show is not big enough to try to reach Tutu out well and if it does that's cool that's awesome and stuff like that but you have no business listening to me Tutu if you are watching this you have no business listening to a guy who literally has a mustache and a mullet right now and lives in Colorado um, I'm just kind of stating what I see and that is simply that we have not yet seen the flashes yet and how long does it take until we do? Um, so I've mentioned the the numbers before, and, and Tutu Atwell is expected to play in preseason. McVeigh had mentioned that uh, it's an opportunity for him to gain some confidence. So, like I said, I've mentioned some numbers before. Uh, Brandon Powell is on this roster still, and currently, in my opinion, uh, the biggest threat to Tutu Atwell as far as a roster spot goes uh, for another player. Uh, and all that we currently have to go with is head-to-head stats and the reports that we hear. And reports are positive. And we do know that, uh, you know, Brandon Powell did suffer a, a little bit of a knee bang the other day in practice. Um, that doesn't sound like something that's going to be super uh, long-term. But, of course, we're just kind of waiting for uh, more in-depth reports on that and what that could mean uh, for his his uh, snaps in, in preseason. So taking away Brandon Powell's best punt return and best kick return, that it does include the punt return for a touchdown that he had in uh, Minnesota. Uh, Powell's averages uh, at returner are still better than Tutu Atwell if you take away his two biggest. So it's not just an inflated number. Uh, On average, he is just getting more yards uh, than Tutu Atwell. Uh, on the return. So I would say that uh, Tutu Atwell, aside from the biggest, his, his biggest roster battle being uh, Brandon Powell, I would say that aside from Tutu and what he does on the field, his biggest battle this year is going to be health. And I would say that it's almost at a point where if if Tutu Atwell doesn't make it through the season healthy, it almost doesn't matter what he does while he is healthy because we're always going to look back and say, well, I mean, the best ability is availability. And if you are killing it where you're here, but you're only here for half the season, then what good does that do us? And so that's what we're going to be looking at a lot this year. He really can't miss any time. That is going to be his biggest enemy, is going to be his own health. And we've seen this team move on from from players who are talented but deal with injury issues. Some of my examples that I have listed here, Todd Gurley, who was obviously, I mean, for those few years, he was one of the best running backs. I mean, he was the best running back in the league, and I think that right now he's still tied for most touchdowns in the NFL since 2018, something like that. So, I mean, obviously, extremely talented guy. The Rams are very willing 
willing to move on from him uh, pretty fast. Greg Zerline, who is maybe the best Rams kicker of all time. Uh, he absolutely has stamped his place in, in L.A. Rams history. He is the second uh, all-time leading scorer in Rams history. So uh, obviously such a, a critical part in and he's a kicker. I mean, so it's it's not like you were itching to move on from him. You're not like, oh, like, oh, this guy's getting too old. You got Adam Vinatieri out here do a total gray head, and he's kicking footballs. I mean, it's fine. You know what I mean? So uh, for, to move on from Greg Zerline, I, I, I wouldn't say it was a surprise at all because of those injuries. He was dealing with that back injury. We heard the stories of of uh, Coach Bones driving Jeezy home after games, and Jeezy had to lay on his stomach on the passenger seat because that was the only way that he could sit comfortably. And then uh, my other example would be, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, who has been moved on uh, from multiple teams simply because of his injuries and uh, the concussions that he's he's had to deal with. Uh, I was always concerned about it. Every time you, you saw Brandon Cooks take a big shot, it's like, when are we going to see his last play? And it's not going to be a good thing. So I use those as, as, as examples. These guys were talented players. Todd Gurley, Greg Zerline, Brandon Cooks, uh, especially that 2018 season, these were superstars on that football team. So to see the Rams being so willing to move on from them uh, makes me think that if Tutu Atwell cannot find a way to stay healthy for a full season, I don't want to say that you know he's up for being cut this year or the, the end of this next season, but it's it's going to be something that's looked at uh, as far as his potential long-term term chances of, of, of hanging on to this roster. So uh, that is something we absolutely have to keep in mind. Uh, none of my comments about Tutu Atwell, uh, by the way, are uh, indicative of how I hope that he performs. Um, I have definitely interacted on the internet before, though, and I know that somebody could take one little tiny line of this and, and blow that up, and that could be, you know, the reason that Twitter hates me for a day or whatever. But uh, which is fine. But this is, I hope that he does well. I, there's no Ram player that I hope performs poorly. Uh, I want this team to play well. I always want this team to play well, and I don't care what their their name is on the back. I care about what the weird little patch on the on the left side of the shoulder says, um, and and so that's that's who I want to perform well. Anybody who's wearing a Rams jersey, uh, but I'm simply pointing out the trajectory that I'm picking up on. And of course, we only do have one year of 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 content to look at, uh, and then we'll get our second, of course, this year. But he was the first pick in uh, for the Rams in uh, the 2021 draft, and he hasn't even come close to showing why. Ernest Jones seems to be like the the clear standout from this class, but there's still time, and that's just it. There is still time for Tutu, uh, and some of the reports uh, coming out of camp they they sound really positive. There's there's time though for Tutu to absolutely turn on that switch and just be absolutely unbelievable. He has such a unique skill set, especially on this current roster of the LA Rams. Uh, he very well could be a missing piece of of the, the Sean McVay offense and, and that dynamic that he brings could bring something to this Sean McVay offense that we haven't seen in quite a while. Um, but in, in that switch, it can go at any time. He is athletic enough. He is physically gifted enough that that switch can go at any time, but it hasn't been switched up yet. We have not yet seen it. How many times or how many games do we have to see uh, come and go without that switch flipping on where we maybe have to wonder, is it even there? Does this switch actually exist? 
Um, you can see the games, they'll, they'll pass a lot slower, though, when you are on the sideline in street clothes. So we need to have them on the field. That is going to be the most important part. The best ability is availability. And I don't know what the what the number is. Maybe it's different for everybody. Uh, but there's going to be a certain amount of time that passes where it's like, OK, we have not yet seen him turn it on and just have an absolutely incredible game. We did see that with Tavon Austin, of course, that Indianapolis Colts game where he went off. Um, but we haven't yet seen that with Tutu. So does it exist? We currently don't know. I hope to see it sometime this year. Um, <laughs> real fast, I want to mention uh, social media, uh, the LA Rams social media in particular. I have gotten this this last week as I, I've now returned to uh, doing Ram showcase episodes. I, I did get this week that um, I'm, I'm difficult to get a hold of. And you know what? I know. I, I know I'm difficult to get a hold of. I know that I don't, I'm not good at responding to people. I'm not good at checking my messages. Um, I, I wish I had like a real excuse where I'd be like, oh, I'm just, I'm super busy all the time. Like, I don't though. I, I just don't like social media and I don't, I don't like being reachable at all times. There's so many ways to contact me. You can, if you have my, my number, uh, you can call or text me, um, Facebook, uh, with notifications and messenger Twitter with messenger and, and, and notifications as well. Instagram, people can reach out to me. Uh, like it, at some point there's just too many avenues for people to reach me. I don't need to be reachable 24 seven. And I, I know that maybe sounds like a jerk thing to say or whatever like that, but I also am a pretty private person. I like to keep to myself. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I didn't know my neighbor's name. He just lived here for a year. I found out his name last weekend. That makes me a jerk, right? But I just kind of keep to myself. I go to work, come home, I get in my apartment, and that's just what I'm doing. So I wanted to point out, though, some uh, uh, some things on, on social media. And uh, I would like to be, like I said, I would like to be better at responding. I just don't think it's who I am. And that's why I have Adrian uh, to help me with social media, because I just don't, I'm, I just don't like it. And this is not uh, an attack on any group, posse, individual organization, collective, personality, channel, clan, <laughs> thread, or vibe even. I like do what you want to do. And that's totally fine. I have no issues with any of that stuff. It's just, I'm trying to let you know where I fit into it and where maybe I don't. Uh, let's start with Twitter. Um, I don't fit in on Twitter because in, in my opinion, like I said, this is no attacks on anybody, anything, uh, at all. Um, I feel like there's a lot of toxic positivity that goes on on Twitter. Everything is great. Everything's going to be okay. No matter who the Rams sign, no matter who the Rams cut, no matter who's hurt everything. Hey, it's, it's okay. Everything's going to be great. We are the LA Rams. And there's something about that vibe. It just feels weird to me. It just feels kind of awkward. Um, but everything we do is absolutely awesome. Underdog stories, top notch underdog stories all day long on Twitter. John Wolford. Why is this man not starting? Um, uh, Taylor Rapp, super underrated, man. Why is this guy not starting? He should be like, we need to extend him. We need to get all this stuff going. Uh, OBJ, we love you, man. You're my favorite player of all time. Please come back to the LA Rams. Uh, and we also get on the flip side of that, every single life update. We get um, we get the the news of like, hey, Tutu Atwell did this in practice. By the way, I just had a bagel. Um, you know, Allen Robinson, he's, he's flashing in in training camp do you think that maybe you know uh may, maybe the dodgers are our baseball team like every single thought do we need to know every single thought that comes through your mind I, maybe maybe i'm the jerk here that's very possible actually it's very very realistic but um every single passing thought gets tweeted out i don't understand that um i can't participate in that i just i, I don't have it in my in my uh soul on onto facebook because these are the, the two that I use the most. Uh, I, I do have Instagram. I participate in that, uh, stuff like that. But 
and I, I am on all these, um, and I'm 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 decently active, but uh, I, I have just gotten many questions recently about why I why I don't respond to people or why I don't check things or anything like that. So um, I would say that on the complete opposite side of Twitter, Facebook, the Rams Facebook pages are extremely negative they're like hard opposite of uh just everything sucks every like stafford he he's got a sore shoulder well we might as well pack it up because the season's over uh stafford i mean his elbow is getting a little weird so uh it's probably we don't even need to watch it's over season sucks uh we're, we're done uh we need more superstars what are we doing this is la we need big contracts we need flash we need we need all this stuff why is john wolford even on this team that guy's not good why is taylor rap he should be cut Get him out of here. What the heck are you doing over here? Phoebe J doesn't play in L.A.? Forget him then. Get, get out of here. We got other players. Um, and then we also, like, uh, from the personal post side of it, we only get the good news. Um, we get uh, the, the the positive comments of, like, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then the comments are where the negativity comes in of, like, you should have you done this. Or, what, like, why would you do that? That's stupid. Uh, it's just really weird to me. Um, so... We only really hear from people uh, if they're in a bad mood. If they disagree with you, you'll absolutely know it. Um, that's a that's a lot like YouTube as well. Um, not a lot of people come in to comment, and be like, "Hey, man, I really enjoyed this. Thank you." Uh, it's a lot of people be like, "You are an idiot," <laughs> and and that's cool. I mean, comments are comments, and uh, algorithms are algorithms. And uh, thanks, I guess. I don't I don't, I don't know. But uh, both are terrible, and I hate them. And I, I would like to participate in in social media more. Maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I'm missing the point of what social media is all about. But now I've reached the age of 31 and i think that this is just who i am so i appreciate more now than ever as i have kind of uh, assessed my uh, my relationship with social media i appreciate now more than ever uh adrian and i absolutely am going to get him set up on the rams instagram and twitter pages so that i can interact even less all right um Real quick, uh, to, before we, we move on here, I wanted to mention, again, uh, Ram Showcase has t-shirts. This is not one of them. This is my Super Bowl obnoxious shirt, but uh, Ram Showcase, I will put some on the screen for you. Ram Showcase does have t-shirts. These are available for purchase right now, and uh, all you need to do to order is email aj.rsgear at gmail.com, and uh, they are $25 a piece that is shipped, so email him with your size uh, and color preference there are three different options right now there's a blue a bone and a black version of two different style jerseys uh, or excuse me shirts so hey hop on it and uh email aj let him know that uh well i think he'll know that that i sent you um because if you're ordering ram showcase gear it'd be weird if somebody just did it on their own that'd be kind of cool though uh, but let yeah let them know and uh and and then you can rock some some ram showcase uh, stuff and also um because i still do not have a commercial for this uh for these shirts yet I'm waiting, actually. I want your help. I am enlisting you. Uh, if you buy a Rams Showcase shirt, uh, send me videos and or photos of you rocking my gear. Uh, maybe it's watching a game. Uh, maybe just hanging out with the fam, whatever it is. Uh, and I want to use it in my commercial. So so please, uh, if you are a purchaser, uh, feel free to to send me some stuff and, and uh, we'll get that going. All right, we'll take a short break here. And uh, on the other side, we are going to get into some position battles as we are into preseason also just a quick tease here um i have a conspiracy theory that i'm going to unleash onto the world so stay tuned 
Welcome back in. This is Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. Let's talk about some position battles as we head into preseason game one as we play at the Chargers. All right. So uh, one quick mention uh, on the offensive side is uh, the one that I did not mention last week because uh, I didn't really anticipate it coming up, but uh, it has been a heavy topic this week is uh, Logan Bruss versus uh, Coleman Shelton at that right guard spot. So I've always been a big fan of Shelton. If you've watched Ram Showcase for a few years, though, you already know that um, I like Coleman Shelton I think he's a very talented player I think he's an underrated player honestly and I think that if he gets the start I ain't mad about it at all if Logan Bruss gets the start I ain't mad about it at all so I just want to see where this position battle goes and I'm excited to see who actually wins out because who they are exactly today on uh, as this is being recorded on the 11th right now uh, who they are exactly today may not even be exactly who they are on the 15th. So uh, this is going to be super fun to watch. And I love position battles as we uh, get into uh, into the preseason. This is a really fun time, especially as we try to fill out some depth. Uh, so on uh, defense, because we did offense last week, uh, that video is available if you want to check it out. Uh, so uh, head over to YouTube, a Ram Showcase uh, slash YouTube or <laughs> that's way wrong. It's youtube.com slash Ram Showcase. I did it opposite. It's okay. All right. So on the defensive side, uh, edge rusher opposite of Leonard Floyd. It does feel like it's open, but I do anticipate that Justin Hollins will win that job. Chris Garrett, Terrell Lewis, and Traven Howard all could be in the mix as well. Uh, Traven Howard does have some versatility at the inside linebacker spot as well. So I do think that he does make the roster uh, as a depth uh, position. Of course, he is an absolute hero in, um, in the NFC Championship game. Got that pick after AD was uh, throwing that uh, that that Jimmy that Jimmy fella to the ground, which was good good times. It, it was good. Uh, some positive comments coming out of Daniel Hardy uh, as well. So. I'm interested to see where he ends up on the depth chart. Uh, defensive tackle, absolutely loaded position. We know Aaron Donald. Uh, if you if you don't know Aaron Donald, I, I don't even know how I would address that. If you don't know who, if you like who's Aaron Aaron Donald. <laughs> Uh, blow my mind a little bit. So we got Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, Bobby Brown, Marquise Copeland, and uh, Michael Hoyt, and that is a lot of a lot of monsters right there. So this battle here uh, for the depth at defensive tackle is going to be extremely interesting. Of course, Bobby Brown is suspended for the first few games, so. I, I would hate to see him go uh, because I am a Texas A&M fan. I would hate to see that happen. But uh, with the limited action that he got last year, even rotationally, uh, where he was even inactive for a, a good chunk of games, I wouldn't be overly stunned to see him be cut. But I do think that the Rams hold on to him. Uh, but again, this this position group is absolutely loaded. So it will be difficult for him to get any playing time, uh, even post uh, suspension. Inside linebacker at starters, there's no battle at all. It's going to be Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones, barring an injury, holding it down. Uh, but we're looking to fill some depth. I like Christian Roseboom. I think that he not only uh, not only is he is he sick on defense, and I think underrated on defense. But he's also a really good special teams player as well, um, and. And he and he's kind of been around as well. So I, I, I think he understands our culture, which is nice as well. So I, I think that he sticks around. Traven Howard, like I had mentioned, he does have that versatility to to play uh, um, multiple positions on the defense. So I think that that'll help him. I am super pumped to check out the uh, the position battle at corner, the depth that we have at corner right now, especially with some of these young guys coming in. So David Long Jr., young. Robert Rochelle, young. Tyler Hall, young. Jacoby Durant, Darian Kendrick. These are rookies, so obviously young. Uh, and they're all going to get plenty of playing time because we're not going to see Jalen Ramsey. We're probably not going to see Troy Hill either. 
So this is really exciting stuff. I'm so pumped to see this. And I'm just hoping that everybody we play in this uh, in this preseason just absolutely throws it all over us because I want to see what these corners are doing, especially Durant, especially Kendrick. These guys look, uh, from what we know right now in training camp, before we've actually entered the preseason, what it looks like right now is uh, that these guys, we may have hit on those two picks. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to see what these guys can do. But Robert Rochelle, absolute monster. Uh, David Long Jr., we all know him as well. He's a great player. Tyler Hall feels like he could be an odd man out here, but I also really like his his skills as well. So it's going to be a tough one uh, at that at that spot, but that just is a, a good thing, though. We want to see the tough battles um, because that means you're you're a good football team. You remember back in like 2009 when we were keeping keeping players on this roster because we just kind of had to. We would cut those guys and they would never see an NFL field again. Well, now it's a, a little bit opposite. Other teams are waiting for us to cut people because they'll pick them up. Uh, which is obviously really exciting stuff Uh, when you're on the other side of that when you can be like like well you got these two superstars but only one of them can stay you know that's uh that's a better position to be in than than keeping guys um that are they really have no business being on an nfl field uh jordan fuller nick scott terrell burgess taylor rapp they all feel like they're going to make it um if i had uh if I had to say who would be first out, it would be like Jake Jervis, but Quentin Lake, Russ Yeast, are these guys going to pop? Um, you know, I would say that if Rap were, again, I feel like my opinions on Taylor Rap are are in the minority. Um, it's simply because of what I've personally seen from him, and and which I, which is just I wanted more, and I think that maybe that's it. Maybe I set my expectations, my personal expectations of Taylor Rap, a little too high, and uh, now it's just like he's not going to hit that kind of thing, but. I really liked Taylor Rapp in his uh, in his rookie season, but then I feel like he's been that same exact player every year. That's that's what's uh, kind of annoying me about it. Um, so we'll see what happens at that uh, that that uh, safety spot, and if Taylor Rapp does have any any actual battle there. But Lake and Yeast, uh, these guys, you know, coming in as rookies. I would hate to see them go because they're already they're they're so young. But that's a tough spot to get into uh, if you're. Uh, if you're wanting to uh, to fit into the Rams' defense at safety. And uh, I'm not really sure if it's a battle or not, but Riley Dixon and uh, Cameron Dicker, uh, I expect them both to get some reps at punter. Maybe not, though. If we don't see Dixon in the preseason, then uh, go ahead and, and lock it in that maybe, maybe Dicker is just here for preseason, uh, which is what I said originally after the Rams picked him up as a UDFA this year, is that I thought that he would just come in and be our preseason leg, and that would be his tryout for other teams. But it looks like Dixon and Gay will be um, kicking uh, the footballs for the LA Rams. It's going to feel a little bit weird to not see Johnny Hecker punting footballs. Uh, we're down to now just two St. Louis Rams on this roster remaining, uh, which would be Aaron Donald and Rob Havenstein. That is it from the St. Louis era. Uh, so that'll be really interesting. Uh, we're officially into a new era of special teams. I remember the era of of Bones, McQuaid, Zorline, and Hecker, and that was that was those guys, man. Those that that was one heck of a of a special teams unit there. But now it's completely different. We got Coach D. We got. Uh, Dixon, we've got Gay, and uh, and we've got Orzek. And you know what? These guys are awesome as well. It's just kind of a little bit of a shift. It's still kind of getting used to it, I guess. But hey, an NFL roster is an ever-evolving organism. It is never complete. You're never going to hear anybody say like, oh, we're nice. This is our roster. We're good. We're done. You know, that's, that just doesn't happen. Some underrated players to keep your eyes on as we get into the preseason and these are guys that we do fully anticipate seeing uh, getting plenty of reps in preseason because the Rams kind of set that precedent of not playing your starters in preseason. Uh, who was it? I think it was 
maybe it was uh, Colin Cowherd that mentioned it, that uh, Matthew Stafford comes into a new offense, a new team, new city, new everything, doesn't play any snaps in preseason. In week one, yes, it's the Bears. Their defense is okay, but like, yes, it's the Bears, but he he goes almost perfect on it. Uh, almost from that first drive, it was like, okay, this is this is going great. But then his example uh, to kind of counter that was Daniel Jones, who got plenty of snaps in the preseason and then came out week one just looking terrible. Uh, I don't know if I think that though that that seems like two just cherry picked examples of 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 uh, making a point, but. Either way, the Rams do not play their starters, and it has so far has not beaten or uh, not uh, not hurt the Rams. Uh, Sean McVay has never been under 500, so that's a that's a good start, right? So uh, some underrated players to watch as we get into the the preseason here on Saturday night, uh, kicking off at seven o'clock at SoFi Stadium. Quarterback Bryce Perkins, if he can get more consistent, I do think he's our second best quarterback. I do think he's better than the Wolf Au. Um, I like Perk a lot, and uh, I do think that Luis Perez is here simply for preseason snaps as well. But Perkins, I think that if he can get more consistent, uh, I would anticipate him uh, maybe taking over QB two. But also th- at the same time, this coaching staff really does like um, John Wolford uh, quite a bit. So we'll have to see. If Wolford's not playing in preseason, he's QB2. If he is playing in preseason, I think that there's a real battle, and I think that uh, Perkins could potentially uh, take over that spot. Running back, Jake Funk. He runs hard, and he runs smart, and I'm really excited to see more of him. I wanted to see more of him last year, especially after the Akers injury. It was like, all right, well, maybe we'll get to see Funky Town a little bit more, and um, we didn't really. So, uh, But uh, we're all... You know, there's a lot of fans right now on the, on the funk train and and uh, excited to see this guy play. So preseason is going to be a perfect opportunity uh, for us to get some eyeballs on uh, on the on Funky Town. <laughs> I have too many great nick. I like the name. It's a great name. Jake Funk is a great name. You can do a lot with it. AJ Rose at running back as well. He feels low on the depth chart, but I also really like uh, his skill set and what he brings. So I'm excited to see what he does and to see if he pops this year and, and, and is able to to maybe crawl, scratch, claw, and make other people bleed on his way up to uh, maybe a higher spot on that depth chart. So I'm really excited to see AJ Rose. Really excited to see Jake Funk. Uh, this is going to be a good battle at the running back spot uh, to fill in the depth there. And uh, this is also where we get our RB1 back. And that's absolutely amazing. Uh, of course, we're not going to see Acres, but to fill out that depth, uh, I think is going to be very important. Of course, after losing Sony Michelle as well, running back or uh, excuse me, wide receiver Ben Skoranek. Uh, so uh, I'm looking at drops here, and if he drops like anything in the preseason, it's basically I'm going to go into the season and be like, well, we don't know yet, <laughs> you know. Uh, but if we can see him just just catch the football, we just need more consistency with him catching the football, and I feel good about what he can do because he's he's great at running routes. He gets open. He just he cannot have those those many drops anymore. That door feels like it's open for Ben Skoranek to to get reps. But those drops have to go down. Wide receiver Warren Jackson. He's got a great build. He's very easy to throw to. Um, but will he take advantage? Because we've kind of seen um, in the in the past with Warren Jackson, it seems like he's like right on that cusp. But it, like it feels like he's he is uh, like really sitting at like the 56th spot on the roster or something like that. Like he's not not necessarily the first one off, but he's like right there where if he just did maybe one or two more awesome plays, maybe he's on this roster. So I'm I'm. Excited excited to see what he does this um this preseason 
tight end Jacob Harris. Um, he could get some wide receiver reps. It kind of looks like in in camp he's being that guy. But last year, I mean, he was the he was like the 2021 preseason Nelson Spruce, where everybody was super excited about him, and then just kind of like he just didn't really get reps in uh, in the regular season at all. Um, we saw him on special teams here and there, but he was inactive most games. Uh, so what is that? You know what I mean? Maybe it's maybe it's the whole thing where you know Sean McVay doesn't use rookies that much unless they just really just are standing out like an Ernest Jones, a Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess kind of guys where where right away you're like, okay, these guys, they can they can play football. So let's put them in there. So maybe that's going to be a thing for Jacob Harris. Maybe it's not. Tight end Ken, Kendall Blanton. It's a, he was a postseason hero for the LA Rams, uh, so I'm excited to see if that does carry over into a new season. Right guard Coleman Shelton, uh, he really might get to start over Logan Bruss. We kind of mentioned that, but uh, this is going to be a position battle that's going to be really interesting, and I think that as far as the offense goes, I think this is really the only position battle for a starting starting spot. I think everything else is pretty much set. Now it looks like that right guard spot, Coleman Shelton and Logan Bruss, uh, that's going to be really your only battle to really look at. Outside linebacker, uh, I want to see who's going to get that start opposite of of uh, Leonard Floyd, and to, who's going to fill out the depth. We got a lot of guys at this spot, uh, so we're going to see who pops. I'm looking for guys like uh, Terrell Lewis, Chris Garrett. I'm I'm looking at these guys to see if they can uh, maybe take a big jump. Defensive tackle, like I said, loaded position, and every single play is going to count on this at this position. You see somebody miss a tackle at the defensive tackle spot, that could be uh, that's going to pop up on tape, and that could be the reason they don't make the team. Um, it, it's going to be a very tight battle and very difficult decisions for this coaching staff, and I, I don't envy that position at all because there's like eight dudes at defensive tackle for the Rams that are solid players, or maybe it's closer to six, but uh, it's they're solid players, and so that's going to be something to kind of keep an eye on uh it's gonna be tough decisions though from this coaching staff i don't envy that at all that's tough to to cut some guys that you know can play football um just because one guy maybe made one more play or uh maybe his locker room presence just a little bit stronger maybe he's getting a little more like people hyped up around him just a little bit more something like that it's gonna be tough decisions linebacker traven howard versatile linebacker and could he pop this year uh we saw him get waved and everybody's kind of like what are you doing our nfc champion champion hero over here just got cut like what the heck are we doing and then we did bring him back so i'm excited to see how his attitude is first of all uh, because maybe there's some bitterness there maybe he's gonna say something along the lines of like i'm gonna just kick all the butts in preseason here um then let me go i want to go find a different team maybe that's let's i don't know i don't know Traven howard i don't know him personally so uh, we'll see and then a cornerback, Jacoby Durant and Darian Kendrick. These two rookies look like they actually might be super sick. So I'm really excited to see what these guys uh, bring to uh, to the Rams defense. And we get some really good teams to to get them against. Uh, mainly this first one here with uh, the L.A. Chargers. They've got a lot of good depth at the wide receiver spot. So we're going to see some good battles uh, as far as these guys go. Uh, next game against the Texans, maybe not so many great battles to watch. Um, but these are still NFL players. They still have gotten this far in their careers so there it's going to be exciting to watch either way all right i do have a conspiracy theory um (laughs) we're gonna get to that next lighting change for conspiracy theory time all right this is what i've got do you guys hear about this okay (laughs) all right so the Denver Broncos, uh, they officially sold this uh, this last week, and uh, the Walton family now officially owns uh, Denver. 
NFL team. Uh, that city is important to my conspiracy. The Walton family, the, uh, the new owner, now officially the richest owner in the NFL by quite a gap. What is it, like $59 billion? The next is like $17 billion. It's a gap. This is the richest owner in the NFL by a lot. So the Broncos uh, have uh, recently bounced around the idea. I get a lot of stuff, uh, local news here, uh, being in Colorado. I hear a lot about the Denver Broncos. It's, it's covered on local news and stuff. So there's been a lot of chatter uh, in the last few years about potentially getting a new stadium for the Denver Broncos, uh, moving on from Invesco Field at Mile High, uh, which has already seen multiple names. But right across the street, right across I-25 from Invesco Field at Mile High, uh, there is an amusement park, which is uh, called Elitches. I went there plenty of times growing up. It's right up the road and um, used to be a Six Flags park, but um, I I know this place well been there plenty of times uh it's a kind of uh, one of those colorado staples you know so uh the land that uh Elitch's, this uh amusement park sits on is um it's owned by stan Kroenke. enos stan Kroenke. uh some people call him silent stan i like to call him stan to parade Kroenke, as uh he was able to rock out a few parades this year this uh, lot has already been named as a potential suitor for a new Denver Broncos stadium. And uh, the new ownership in Denver, of course, does have ties to uh, one Stan Kroenke, as Stan Kroenke is married to Ann Walton. If that Walton name sounds familiar, uh, that is right. The Walton family now owns the Denver Broncos. So there's new ownership in Denver, a new quarterback in Denver, a new offensive coach moving on from a defensive guy in Denver. It's a new era in Denver entirely, and owner Stan Kroenke now has the ability to maybe, just maybe, rent out, sell, or lease the land that Elitches is on to the Denver Broncos to have their stadium there. And I'm here for all of this, all right? If Stan Kroenke can make money on the Walton family now owning the Denver Broncos, that only helps the LA Rams. Denver moves across the street and the Rams get new shoes. All right. (laughs) That's really how it is. Let's go. Rams get new shoes if the Denver Broncos move across the street. And there's a lot of of things that point to this potentially happening. There is nothing that points to this is actually going to happen. This is just my brainchild that's connecting dots over here. The Charlie Kelly thing or the Charlie Day thing of a... the 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 board with all the the pins in it and stuff like that that's that's kind of where my brain went with this one night but um if if stan Kroenke can pull this off then that's only positive news for the rams that's more money for stan Kroenke, which means more money for coaches which are getting expensive especially when you guys have when you have guys like sean McVay who recently signed an extension we don't even know the number of that we have more money for amenities which can draw free agents we get more money for facilities which can draw free agents we have money for cash over cap contracts which is what we've seen plenty of with this la rams team do uh, which is something that you need to have money as an owner to pull off you need to be able to pay that money now and then just put it on the books as spreading it out over all this time cash over cap you're paying maybe hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars the cap is set at a certain amount you can't pass that but based on how that money is being reported and where it's being allotted you can do that 
And that's what the LA Rams have done. That's why the Rams have built uh, such a strong team. If you don't know yet um, the the inner workings of the cash over cap, I am I. <sighs> I encourage you to do your own research on it. I'm not going to go into like the cash over cap and how it works. It's like, I don't need to know how it works. I just need to know why it works and and that it works, I guess, essentially. Uh, So this also kept uh, more money uh, for the Rams to keep a good football team in Los Angeles for many, many years to come. So the Walton family buying the Denver Broncos, I think, made the Rams a better football team long term. I think that this helps the Rams build their new headquarters that we've already kind of heard about uh, that potentially happening of course Stan Kroenke's got the money he's got the money to do this but now he has a way to potentially talk to his wife talk to family members meet up at a family reunion make a deal done and get rid of the amusement park that let's be honest hasn't been cool in years if you're from Colorado you know exactly what I'm talking about all right it hasn't been an awesome spot to be at in years Put the Broncos Stadium there. Maybe put something over where Invesco Field a Mile High is now, where they just put a Meow Wolf in. Make that a weird little entertainment district. Put the stadium across the street. Let's make this Rams football team even better. That's my conspiracy theory. What do you think? <laughs> all right, Rams fans. Thank you so much for hanging out. Make sure you follow the Rams Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Rams Showcase, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Rams Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags just about everywhere. If you also uh, want to hear uh, me on the radio uh, is my day job. Feel free to comment. I feel weird just saying it out to the universe, but comment and uh, yeah, I'll guide you there. It's cool. Um, but uh, that is it. That is going to do it for me. Our thoughts and prayers are out to those of you who are not Rams fans. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching. Go Rams!